0: call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
2: I want to welcome you to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel in Greeley, Colorado and so glad to be with you once again on this uh, afternoon this week of Thanksgiving. And those of you listening on Grace FM, you're listening live on this Tuesday afternoon and Pray that you're doing well, and all of you who are listening, wherever uh, you are listening from, all across the country, we even get people that listen in different parts of the world. i uh, so glad that you can join us today. So you just heard the call-in number to call in and ask your questions and give your prayer requests. It's 303-690-3000, and so I would encourage you, give me a call, and I'd love to hear from you. and i uh, love to talk with you, encourage you, to pray with you, go to the Word of God together to answer your questions, uh, to be able to just um, talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, we are blessed to be able to do that. So the call-in number is 303-690-3000. It's good to grab uh, those open lines or one of those open lines early in the show we have all open lines right now, so give me a call. Love to hear from you. You are listening, as I said, live. Those of you listening on 101.7 Grace FM, or uh, as you are listening on 89.7 in northern Colorado from the metro area of Denver and up north into southern Wyoming and Panhandle, of Nebraska. Uh, I hope you're doing well and that you're safe. And we, uh, the commute, to, if you are commuting, is a little bit easier this evening. as we had snow this morning and we needed the moisture. It's uh what we call the snow and rain up here in agriculture area liquid sunshine because it's so much of a blessing to the land and uh so um we're thankful that we're getting snow in the mountains to have uh, suppressed the fires that were plaguing especially northern Colorado in the summertime and uh so we're grateful for that and This is a a show where you get to ask your questions, and um, usually, as I've been hosting this show uh, at various times for nearly six years, during the week of Thanksgiving, uh, I like to focus on Thanksgiving. It's only two days till Thanksgiving, and um, I want to read to you from Philippians chapter 1 that Paul writes that, "...I thank my God upon every remembrance of you." always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy for your fellowship in the gospel and from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And I just want to say that um, I'm very thankful for you, uh, for you being a part of this show, for the opportunity that the Lord has given me to uh, host this show uh, at different times during the week and uh, usually on Monday and Tuesday, and uh, to be able to do it for uh, the length of time I've been uh, here doing it, and to be connected with you and to talk with you, people from all over the country, I'm just very grateful and for this ministry and, and uh, very blessed by you. I want to welcome all you who are listening on the East Coast, on Truth and Hope FM. If you're listening on the radio stations, uh, and there are other radio stations that have picked up Calvary Live. You are a week delayed, but I also want to welcome all the online listeners as well. And um, and I just uh uh would encourage you anywhere in the country that you can give me a call at 303 690 3000 Let me give you that text line. The text line is 720-336-0897, and so you can text me a question or a prayer request and I'd love to be able to go to the text line as time permits. I want to remind you that that text line is a 24-7 uh, prayer line for anyone to be able to text in that number that I just gave to you, and there will be those who will be praying for you. So also on this Thanksgiving, if you want to just call and and uh, let me know what you're thankful for. Uh, we as Christians always have a reason to be thankful and. We'll talk a little bit more about that as uh, time permits and as we continue, but we do have some callers coming in. Matter of fact, I think we got all full lines right now. Keep in mind when I hang up with somebody that that uh, line is open, and so you can go ahead and nab it. But let's go to Ryan and Parker. Hi, Ryan. Hi there. there. Thanks for taking
3: my call again here back-to-back days, Pastor Jeff.
2: You bet. Thanks for calling.
3: I had it on my screen, Psalm 103, and my screen went out, so now I'm turning to it in my Bible. If you could go to um, Psalm 103, I had a question about the New and the Old Covenant, mm-hmm. um, and then reading in the uh, first five five verses of Psalm 103. Right. Do you want me to read it, or can you bring it up, and maybe you can study it out, looking at it yourself?
2: Yeah, and it's the Psalm of David that says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that's within me. I don't know if you know, Ryan, that there was, uh, uh, I remember uh, uh, a song, a contemporary song that uh, out of the Psalms that we used to sing, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. And then forgetting all, all his benefits, oh, yeah. who forgives, forgives your iniquities, heals your diseases, redeems your life from destruction who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles
3: well, yeah and that's exactly that's all part of the song but that's exactly that's the first five verses of Psalm 103 mm. that you nailed on and um and with that with us having all that 3000 years ago um, mm. under David the new the new covenant um, and with the veil being torn, and I know that now we have, I like Romans 8-4, that the, that the righteous requirement of the law is fulfilled in us now, and we're seen as holy and blameless, as law fulfillers, and that type of thing. But back in the Old Testament, in Genesis, we have Enoch, who walked with God, and was raptured up, and um, walked with God, and God... Um, had a personal relationship in a in a special way with him, as it's quickly mentioned. But now, under the new covenant, um, with the veil being torn and us being able to go into the throne of grace, mm-hmm. what does all that mean for our, like me and my existence right now, versus me and an existence of Enoch back almost six, five thousand something years ago, or. Three thousand years ago, that David is speaking of in Psalm one hundred three. What type of benefit, like, is it for God and for me right now in the new covenant? If you can just shed some light on what you think, going to the fundamentals of what the new covenant means versus the old covenant that is obsolete.
2: Well, yeah, and I think the the Book of Hebrews answers that a lot. The Book of Hebrews writing to the you know Hebrew believers talking about how Jesus is superior, um, that he comes from a superior priesthood, he ministers in a superior tabernacle, a heavenly tabernacle, his sacrifice was superior, and then he kind of wraps it all up in chapter 10, that section where he's uh, making that case, because the book of Hebrews is kind of technical, because it talks about the Old Covenant, how it needed to be nullified for the New Covenant, because the Old Covenant didn't bring us into the presence of the Lord. Only the high priest was allowed to go into the tangible presence of God in the Holy of Holies uh, for a short time, one day a year. And so all of a sudden he kind of sums it up, the writer of Hebrews. He says that we can come boldly into the Holy of Holies, just as you said the veil was rent in half, as Matthew says, when Jesus died on the cross. Meaning that we can come into the holy of holies with confidence because of the blood of Jesus Christ, not our own confidence. So you know the the old covenant didn't didn't take away sin; it covered sin, kofar, until Jesus Christ came and died once and for all, once and for all, once and for all. You you see that term repeated, and then brings us into the presence of God, not just once a year only if you're a high priest, but anyone can is the invitation who comes in faith and can come anytime and stay as long as you want and as many times as you want. And that's a glorious privilege and opportunity for us. So I think, you know, summing up in the the limited time that we have, that's what we as Christians, the church, on this side of the cross is that when that veil rent in half, When Jesus cried, it is finished, he was declaring open house for you and for me. And that Jesus came to take away sin, and now we can come into his presence. The Old Covenant didn't do that. And also, as we come in faith and as we just celebrate the incredible grace of our Lord, the law couldn't do that. The law couldn't declare us righteous. Um, And that was something that the early church really had to struggle through, to understand that the law doesn't make you righteous, the law declares that you're not righteous, to drive us to the schoolmaster, Jesus Christ, who fulfilled all that. So in a in a nutshell, that's kind of the difference between the Old and New Covenant, but the book of Hebrews really spells it out for us.
3: Yeah, I've read that a couple of times, but do you think it gives us more uh, in the Uh, Not so much, I mean, like Enoch and Elijah and them, that we have maybe possibly in the New Covenant more sanctification and fruits of the Spirit of something that it actually does for us. But that's why I wanted you to read Psalm 103, because I'm sure you know down in verse 12 that our sins are forgiven from as far as the East East is is from the the West, west. and we still... In that in that old the old Testament, have the line of our of the forgiveness of our sins from the east from the west, yeah. so I'm wondering and, I'm wondering go ahead. If, you know if there's more sanctification like maybe Romans chapter six talks about just because of the new right. covenant is that is that what- co- enters in' because
2: yeah. the Holy Spirit, the Spirit dwells in our yeah the Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts, and Paul would write, you know here's the mystery, Christ dwells in us and and You know, and in the Old Testament, usually the Holy Spirit was present, but would like come upon Samson and strengthen him. But now we, as believers, Jesus said, "I'm not going to leave you as orphans to the disciples, but I'm going to come and I'm going to, you know, um, you're going to have the Paracletus, that that one that's." Holy Spirit that 's going to come and be the comforter, but one of the things that Jesus said um, as we 're studying matthew 's Gospel is those Old Testament you know writers didn 't fully understand what we do understand they they uh didn 't see what you guys are seeing as he 's talking to his disciples uh, they didn 't understand what you guys are going to understand that is fully Jesus' redemptive work on the cross so yeah, so yeah there's a big difference between the old and the new covenant and uh, the new covenant needed to come along for us um, being forgiven, justified, sanctified, and um, and we're blessed being a part of the church. So, hey Do you Ryan, have
3: call? Can I touch on something on that or no?
2: Just if you got a minute, I got full lines.
3: Okay, I'll just call back. I don't want to if you got full lines. I was going to ask <laughs> you something about Solomon's wisdom in the Old Testament oh. versus our wisdom. With the yeah. Holy Spirit, but if you could think on that, and I'll ask you next time.
2: You you make sure you call me back. I'll be looking forward to it, okay?
3: Yeah, I'll call you on a Monday or Tuesday. Are those your, still your days? Or?
2: Those are my days. So Okay, all
3: right. Well, thanks for your explanation. I wanted to just get as much detail with the New Covenant yeah. from you.
2: You bet. Absolutely, so, Ryan. Right. Hey, thank right. you. You have a good Thanksgiving, okay? 303-690-3000 is the number to call when somebody hangs up. We got an open line and I do want to go to Audrey in Denver. Audrey? Audrey, are you there? Audrey, want a prayer for grandkids. Help we'll see see what we got coming up. If they'll let me know if he's still there or not. If if not, let's go to uh Juani in Strasbourg. Juani, are you there?
4: Thank you so much. Hey. Um, you and I, are you prayed for these two young ladies, yeah. Savannah and yeah. Kaylee? Savannah yes. was released last night with bruises oh, and God. some broken bones. But uh-huh. Kaylee has fractures in her skull, and actually, part of her skull was removed to release oh. pressure. Okay. And, um, they're not going to know for a little while if there's any brain damage, okay, and so just prayer okay. for you know Cheyenne Wells is a little town, you know, under nine hundred or and so yeah. it it's affecting the whole community,
2: yeah absolutely, absolutely and i I appreciate you calling, and um I saw that you had called back to give us an update and we're grateful Savannah has um, you know, wasn't hurt seriously, any accident, just uh, going through an accident, just uh, the trauma of it is enough, uh, but physically that she's going to be okay. And let's pray for her as well as well as Kaylee that uh, has those skull fracture. And Lord, we do. Uh, we continue to lift up these two precious um, young girls that were in a serious accident out of Cheyenne Wells. And Lord, um, I thank you for the the medical team that's been treating them. Uh, we thank you that Savannah doesn't have serious injuries, but just going through a car accident and is dramatic enough um, just to, to go through it. And then, Lord, I pray for complete healing for her and um, comfort that comes for her. For Kaylee, her her injuries are much uh, very serious and. Lord, I just pray that um, you would just touch her and um, that there wouldn't be brain damage, that she would heal, and, Lord, that her brain would heal, and, Lord, be with the medical team there that's ministering to her, and, Lord, with her family that I'm sure is um, uh, just the difficulty of this trial uh, that they're going through. Just minister your comfort to them. I also pray for the community. I, I know for small communities This affects everyone, for the school uh, that they go to, for the whole community, um, because a community like Cheyenne Wells, they're family, and they care for their neighbors, they care for one another, and they care that whole community for these two young uh, girls, these teenagers. And I pray that you would just help them come together, and Lord, that you bring comfort to them, and Lord, to the family, and that you would give them wisdom in ministering to them, and they would come together to help and encourage and build up. But right now we pray for Kaylee, that you would just touch her. We pray for a miracle. We pray that you would just um, minister to her body, to her brain, um, and bringing it to be whole um, and healed. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Thank you so very much, and have a blessed Thanksgiving.
2: You too, and we'll continue to pray, okay? Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You bet. Absolutely, Wani. 303-690-3000. If you weren't listening yesterday, Wani called and and, uh, won a prayer for two uh, teenagers that were in a car accident Cheyenne Wells. Cheyenne Wells is way out on the eastern plains of Colorado, and uh, one of the things that I know that these young communities or small communities uh, they um, really come together, and when something happens to one of them, it really affects the whole community, and it's it's true for you know larger communities as well, but uh, I know that um, just talking with those in small communities, and I really have a heart for those in the smaller communities um, all around, um, that uh, it really affects them, and so, Wani, we'll be continuing to pray for Cheyenne Wells and for all those involved and for Kaylee and for God's uh you know just healing touch to be upon her and everyone who's involved. Um I do want to pray um we do have I believe all open lines right now. Uh 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897 and you can text me uh, a prayer request or a in uh, a question. Uh, but uh, Audrey had uh, been on the line and had to drop one at prayer uh, for grandkids, and so I want to take the time to pray for Audrey's grandkids. Lord, I just pray for uh, Audrey and her grandkids, and I just pray that you would just—you uh, know—the situation, you know what they're going through, how you know the grandkids, um, you, you know them, you you know them by name, and we just lift them up to you and. Whatever it is, that is um needs just your special touch and your healing touch or uh, perhaps just uh, for you to work uh, in the family with these kids, I just pray for them. You know their needs. You know what's going on. You know Audrey's heart and her requests. And Lord, we just come alongside her and and we desire to just lift up her grandkids to you. Uh, for you to work in every way, in whatever circumstance that you 're facing, and it 's in Jesus name that we pray Amen. hey, we got all open lines three oh three six nine oh three thousand is the number to call, and uh, we had full lines, but we 've gone through them, so all open lines right now text line is seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven and so you can text in a question um, and a um, prayer requests and i'd love to pray with you and minister to you any way that i can somebody text in a question i do want to answer it uh, while we got some time and waiting for callers to come in uh, again grab one of those open lines um, and the question is should christians uh, be on social media and sometimes I get asked that as a pastor, should Christians be on social media? We know that uh, in our liberty that we have the opportunity to be on social media, Christians. I think the the question is, how is social media used by Christians? And And number one, the context of what we put on social media. Because we here at Calvary Chapel, we use social media. We use social media to... Uh, put our online services, we use social media to encourage people um, to put messages out on on our Calvary Chapel Greeley Facebook page, Instagram, Um, and we use it as a tool to reach people for the Word of God and for the gospel message. And we as Christians uh, keep in mind that uh, as we use social media that We need to ask ourselves, are we using it in a way that is pleasing to the Lord? The things that we're putting on, is it edifying others? Is it lifting others up? Paul would write in the in the book of Ephesians that he said that let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is necessary for for edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And the thing is, is when we post something on social media, are we you know we have comments and things like that um that we make is it pleasing to the lord is it going to build up or is it tearing people down and that's the what we need to uh, you know really filter through when we're using social media whether it's facebook or instagram or whatever is out there i know there's social media program apps out there that i have no idea what they do but they can reach a lot of people and I think it's important for us to really consider do I want to put this on would it be pleasing to the lord is it going to build up is it going to edify so number 1 the context we don't want to be tearing people down and I know that we have um opinions about things or you know maybe you want to post you know the your pets and things like that and that, that's all fine and dandy and you know um where you go out to eat and things like that and how long you stayed in line to get a hamburger and and uh, seems to be the recent thing, but those things are okay and but the other thing is how much time do you spend on social media and you can spend a lot of time on it and uh I know for me that um that if I just am on social media or watch you know all the news hour after hour and I'm not spending time with the Lord, it really begins to affect me. And so uh, we want to make sure that we're redeeming the time. Again, we can be on it. We can look at it. But if we're spending all this time on social media and we're not reading our Bibles, it will begin to affect our spiritual lives, I believe. And, you know, just like we're taking in the things of the world all day long, the news of the world, we want to be informed. Uh, We can use those things. There's a lot of information around us, a lot of media, a lot of social media, a lot of news media, all those things. But make sure that you don't let those things choke out the Word of God out of your life, so that's a a, a um, answer for us as social media you know just use it wisely and uh use it to bless others and um, to be a blessing in the things that you put on there in posts so three oh three six nine oh three thousand is the number to call let 's go to Lydia from Denver Lydia what? Hello. You're on Calvary Live.
4: Hi. Um, I'm calling um, to ask for a prayer request for my son who is dealing mm-hmm. with substance abuse disorder. And um, I, I'd like to see that he wants to work for recovery and get better.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely, Lydia. And Father, I do pray for her son that's, you know... Um, being held captive, being in bondage to substance abuse. Um, it is such a huge problem, um, especially with our young people. Um, and it, it's it, it's a destroyer. And Lord, I just pray that you would step in. You would help her son be free from this. You can give him the power to do that. And Lord, I pray that you would do that. I pray that he would call out to you and look to you and lord that um you're the one that frees us um and you can free us from substance abuse so i pray that you would do that work and lord be with lydia give her wisdom in ministering to her son and uh, encouragement to to turn to the lord and get the help that he needs and i pray that you would intervene and step in and do that work in his life in jesus name amen amen Thank you. You bet. You have a happy Thanksgiving, Lydia.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. Same to you.
2: You bet. Bye-bye.
4: Bye.
2: All right. 3036903000 is the call-in number and you know, one of the things I started out the show with is reading from Philippians and um, Given thanks upon every remembrance of you and and I want to remind you as Christians, even though we go through difficulties, we go through trials it 's been a hard year it 's maybe a hard season right now um, that we do have reason to be thankful for uh, it is Paul that wrote in the to the church at Thessalonica, be thankful in all things, and we may not be thankful for all things. The things that we're facing and things like that, uh, difficulties, the loss, uh, the pain, things like that. But we can be thankful, uh, not for all things, but in all things. We can be thankful in that we have the Lord. We have his promises. Uh, He's with us, and his word is true for us, and he hears us. And we can be thankful that, that we have the Lord in our lives. And this Thanksgiving, what I I hope and pray is that for you as a Christian, that you would remember that it's very important for us to have a thankful heart. I believe that the Lord wants us to, even through the midst of of anxiousness and pain and difficulty, that we would be anxious, uh, that we would be uh, thankful for the blessings of the Lord. We have eternal life. We're forgiven of sin. Uh, we have his presence and we have his promises. And we can be thankful in all things because the Lord won't leave us or forsake us. And I think it's important for us to have a thankful heart. We see that throughout the scripture. And and maybe you want to call us. we're going to hit the break here. Uh, we're going to uh, come back on the other side of the break. we got all open lines, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. Maybe you want to share what you're thankful for, what the Lord has shown you, in this year what uh, and how He has blessed you in so many ways. So grab one of those open lines. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back in just a couple minutes.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303 690 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
2: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Fix of Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado. So glad to be with you. Whether you're here in Colorado or Southern Wyoming listening uh, on Grace FM, pray that you're well. I know we're all busy getting ready for the holiday Uh, weekend coming up. Thanksgiving is such a special time. It's a challenging time right now, a challenging time uh, of meeting with family, uh, how we should do that, do it safely. Uh, It has been a challenging year since this whole pandemic has broken out, and we're going to pray that it it will, you know, lessen, and and we're going to pray that uh, we will um, see just healing for our our nation and our world for from this pandemic COVID that has affected all of our lives uh, in so many ways to different degrees, and especially as difficult during the holidays as we're all hearing about the spike and the restrictions and uh, recommendations, and we're trying to figure out whether to meet with family, uh, you know, how to maneuver through all this, just as we've been doing all year long, but. Uh, especially difficult during this time of the year where we meet with family and family is so important where we meet with friends and uh, we want to do it responsibly and peaceably and we want to do it um, wisely. And um, so, you know, that's a question. Um, I was just uh, got a text question on, uh, should we defy orders or, or, you know, uh, what the, the, Governor puts out and, um, or businesses that, you know, uh, perhaps are struggling, um, you know. And the thing about it is, uh, we uh, know that we're to be subject to the governing authorities, to every ordinance of the king, but, you know, um, we have convictions of meeting with family and things like that. And you need to go to the Lord and have a peace that rules in your heart about that. And, And uh, I know that we have certain convictions here at church, trying to—we're continuing to meet uh, in person on Sunday and uh, to move forward and to stay the course, and uh, we want to continue to do that, trying to balance between um, being wise and, and, you know, giving preference to one another and looking out not only for our own interests, but for the interests of others. And then also, uh, you know, what the— Uh, medical community is saying and health departments and all the other thing that's going on. And I know it's exhausting. I'm exhausted from it. But go to the Lord, pray to the Lord, seek the Lord and um, seek his word and allow the Lord to speak to your heart concerning these matters as well. So I just pray that you have uh, how you meet with family and friends, whether it's in person or uh, perhaps Zoom or Skype or something or over the telephone that you're able to bless one another and, and to enjoy fellowship with one another. Thankful that we have technology today to, at least we can see each other, um, you know, through Skype or zoom or something, but I know it's not the same as in person, but I pray for blessing upon you this Thanksgiving. And, um, just pray that, uh, that God gives you a peace as you make those decisions for your own personal family and, uh, and gathering together and, you know, moving forward in this time, and, and then Christmas coming up, and making plans, and adjusting, and adapting, and being patient, and all these other things. And and uh, I just want to say this, that we're going to get through this. We really are. And uh, we are going to, um, you know, eventually, I believe, um, prayerfully, and hopefully, and um, that, you know, in the next few months, we're going to start turning the corner on this and and see some light at the end of the tunnel. and In the meantime, I know it's frustrating, but um, we're just going to keep praying, keep our eyes on the Lord, uh, be patient with one another, and, uh, and to remember that we still have reason to be thankful on this Thanksgiving season, because we have the Lord. And as I read in the book of Philippians, being confident of this very thing, that He who has begun a good work in you will complete it and to the day of Christ Jesus. He hasn't stopped working. He hasn't stopped working in you. He hasn't stopped working in your church. He hasn't stopped working in this church. He has a glorious plan and a wonderful plan, and we just need to seek the Lord and move forward in all that he has for us. So give me a call. we got all open lines and love to hear from you. Let me know what you're thankful for, Um and let me know uh, what the Lord has shown you this year to to make you more thankful for the things that— uh, perhaps that we don 't always think about uh, things that uh, maybe we take for granted or or whatever, um, one of the things that a pandemic does is it really can expose some things that that are you know needed to be exposed that are good for us uh, to be able to say hey uh, that's is important to me you know um, uh, to get back to uh, those things that the Lord would have us to focus on and set our eyes on him. And uh, so, give me a call. Maybe you want to just share uh, what you're grateful for and what the Lord has shown you. Maybe you got a question or you got a prayer request. Love to talk with you and um, just pray with you and show you God's word any way that I can. The number is 303 690 3000. Again, my name is Jeff Figs from Calvary Chapel Greeley with you this afternoon, right before Thanksgiving. And then also, the text line is 720 336. 0897. Matter of fact, we're going to go to the text line. This came in in the beginning of the show. Somebody, I'm not going to read the whole text, but just once prayer for their 19-year-old son who um, is leasing an apartment with some friends and um, just praying for God's protection uh, against the enemy and the temptation that can come and uh, that that he would draw close to the Lord. And so, uh, Lord, I do pray for this uh, one who Is 19 very young and I know that our young people can be pulled uh, into different temptations and uh, I just pray for your protection upon him that somehow that uh, you would draw him to you that he make good choices and um, and Lord I just pray that he wouldn't get caught up um, in uh, those things that perhaps uh, are not going to be good for him or whatever Uh, But, Lord, that he would make good decisions, but most of all, make a decision to draw close to you. Um, And, Lord, I just pray for your hand upon this young man uh, who's now out on his own, uh, but he's got a lot of influence around him. And, uh, Lord, the roommates that he's with, that somehow you would draw them to you as well, that you would work in their lives. And, Lord, I just pray for um, this parent that uh, texts this in, that you would give them the wisdom that they need to be able to minister to their son that they love so much. And Lord, for all of us that have our young people out there, and I know uh, having young uh, adults uh, that I've raised up, that we just pray that your hand would be upon them in every way and drawing them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line 720-336-0897. We're going to go ahead and go to the text line again because there's a few texts that have come in and I want to be able to um, to, uh, pray for uh, this text that came in for a family uh, that has tested positive for COVID, especially for my wife who's been going through a lot With health issues and I want to pray for all those maybe you're listening and you got COVID or it's gone through your family and um, and we know the positivity rate has increased uh, definitely the numbers have gone up and so father I pray for this one uh, that uh, their family uh, they have tested positive for COVID and especially for his wife that has health issues we pray for healing we pray that you would touch her um and, Lord, that they would recover all of them quickly from this. And I want to pray, Lord, for all those who may be listening right now, wherever you're from, that, Lord, if you, uh, those who have COVID, um, that you would just minister to them, help them recover. Lord, um, that you would just—we pray for this virus that has plagued us for nine months going on ten months now, that it would begin to go away, Lord that you bring healing to our land, to the, our families. Um, Lord, that it has affected businesses, it has affected jobs, it has affected church life, it has affected us getting together for the holidays. And Lord, we just pray for your mercy and for your grace to just bring healing to our land, to those who are affected by it. Um, I pray that you give wisdom to those who are making decisions, about how to move forward, whether it's their business or gathering for Thanksgiving, churches gathering as we uh, have Thanksgiving and then moving towards Christmas season. Just give us wisdom and uh, give us discernment, how we desire for you to just uh, help us in this time, because we need your help. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, got a couple open lines, 303 690 Let's go to Kenny in Lakewood. Hi, Kenny. Hello.
3: Hello. How are you doing, Pastor?
2: I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm doing good.
2: You got a prayer request?
3: Yeah, I got a prayer request for my mom and dad. They're both in the hospital. My dad's not doing too good. Uh, he got mm. COVID while they both got COVID, and my mom's lungs, she's not breathing too good, and my dad's liver and kidneys are failing, and he's, oh, he's no. in a worse condition, but.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, we, Kenny's uh, mom and dad, you know who they are. You know where they are. You know what they're going through with this COVID and they're suffering. And Lord, they're not doing well right now. So we pray for your touch to be upon them. We pray for your healing. We pray for uh, strength to come to them. Be with the medical team uh, that is ministering to them. And uh, the doctors, the nurses, um, Lord, give them wisdom. And, Lord, that you're the great physician, so we pray that you would step in and that, Lord, that you would touch their bodies. And, Lord, you bring healing and strength to them and that you would bring comfort to Kenny, Lord. Um, Father, we just uh, lift up all those that are in the hospitals, those who are in the medical field that are working with COVID patients, I know that they're exhausted. I know they're tired. We thank you for their commitments. We thank you for their bravery. We thank you for their service. We pray that you be with them and that you would um, just uh, protect them uh, as they put their lives there on the front lines of this this pandemic. But Lord, we do lift up um, Kenny's mom and dad. We just pray for your healing touch to be upon them. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.
3: Amen. Thank you, Pastor.
2: You bet. We'll be praying, okay, Kenny? All right. Thank you so much. Bye. You bet. God bless. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and that's the call-in number, 720-336-0897 is the text line. Let's go to Colorado Springs. Larry? Hi, Hi Larry. Jeff. How are hey, you?
1: Always Good. I enjoy your show a lot. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for calling.
1: You bet. Jeff, this question is about the abomination of desolation, and I know that it's described in uh, the Book of Revelation, and uh, sitting where it should not be, and things like that, and we know that there was a little manifestation of that that occurred when, I guess it was a Syrian or a Persian king desecrated the temple, threw pig's blood all over the place, That was a literal manifestation or a fulfillment of that verse. But isn't there going to be another um, greater uh, manifestation of that here in the end times? Isn't that a shadow of what is to come?
2: Yeah, so I think the real key is the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel, he has four visions. Um, One of those visions, um, and he has is of the four beasts in chapter 7. And the fourth beast represents, you know, the Roman Empire. And and um, going through the book of Daniel, you see that um, it correlates with Daniel chapter two in a dream that Nebuchadnezzar had um, of an image made of four different, you know, metals that, that represented yeah. four empires from the time of Daniel um, in about the sixth century BC up until the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the legs of that image of a man made of iron represented the Roman Empire. Yeah, um, and then the, the feet was iron mingled with clay with the 10 toes. And a real key in chapter two, chapter two of Daniel is called the foundation of Bible prophecy. That there's those 10 toes are 10 kings that will be in existence at the time uh, that the Lord will establish his kingdom. So that's why you hear that term, a revived Roman Empire that's an extension of the Roman Empire but not it's brittle it's it's iron mingled with clay fast forward to the first vision that Daniel has in chapter 7 and you see that there's four beasts that correlate to those four kingdoms Babylonian Medo-Persian the Grecian Empire the Roman Empire he says on on that fourth beast he sees 10 horns and a little horn comes up as Daniel chapter 7 in Daniel chapter 8 he sees a vision of the ram and the goat, and it speaks of a little horn of Daniel chapter eight, which does speak of that Syrian king that you were mentioning. His name was Antiochus Epiphanes, and he came on the scene in about one, you know, 65 B.C., and he desecrated the temple in Jerusalem. Now, when you go to the um, fourth, you know, vision. Then chapter 9 speaks of the abomination of desolation, the 70 weeks of Daniel. Then you go to chapter 10, 11, and the first part of chapter 12 is the fourth and uh, final vision of Daniel. And he gives all these prophecies, particularly emphasizing the Grecian empire, that leads up to the little horn of Daniel chapter 8, that is Antiochus, went into the temple that's the second temple in jerusalem he slaughtered a pig you know there you know spread the blood all over the place he killed many jews that he's a picture of in the latter part of that chapter chapter 11 of daniel of the one antichrist that is yet future so we do know i think it's critical to understand the last four verses of daniel chapter 9 that speaks of the 70 weeks of daniel 69 of those weeks have passed. Messiah will be cut off. And then the final week, and a week is a seven-year period, is when he will make a covenant with many. And when, and then he speaks of the abomination of desolation. In the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. On the wings of abomination shall be one who makes desolate. So that's the abomination of desolation. So... What he's speaking of is in this final week that is concerning your people, Daniel, and your holy city. There's going to be this one, this one who comes from uh, the people of the prince who is to come that destroyed uh, Jerusalem um, after 69 weeks after Messiah is cut off. It's a fascinating prophecy. This you know, and Rome's the one that destroyed the second temple. So this this one that's going to make a covenant with Israel that begins the final seven year period, that's called the tribulation period, that is given to us in the Book of Revelations, chapter six through nineteen. Now Jesus spoke about the abomination of desolation. He said, "When you see the abomination of desolation," in the Olivet Discourse, Matthew chapter twenty four spoken of, Daniel the prophet then flee, get out of there, because there's going to be great tribulations such as the world has never seen or ever will see again. So Paul writes in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 that the Antichrist will go into the temple of God, proclaim himself as God, to be worshipped as God. We know that Revelation chapter 13 speaks of that, that the world's going to turn to the Antichrist. So what's going to happen is, in the middle of the tribulation period, that the Antichrist will walk into the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem. He will proclaim himself as God to be worshipped as God. He will destroy the false church of Revelation chapter 17 that he first supported, but the Antichrist is directly empowered by who? Satan. Satan. So really you see this false trinity in the book of Revelation. You have the dragon, chapter 12. You have the Antichrist... Um, chapter 13, and the false prophet uh, that points to the Antichrist. And we know that the Antichrist, what what did Satan want? He's always wanted to be worshipped. That's why he rebelled, you know, Isaiah chapter 14, so he can sit on the throne. He wanted to sit on the throne. He told Jesus, bow down and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms. So he's always wanted to be worshipped. So that's the abomination of desolation. He will go into the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem. There's no temple there now, at least the building. But they are working on all the furnishings, uh, training the priests, young priests for sacrifices. All they need is a building. And um, when that goes up, the Antichrist comes and makes a covenant with many, or with Israel, that begins the tribulation period chapter 6 of Revelation, verse 2, he comes riding on a white horse, and so that's the abomination of desolation. He will go in, desecrate the temple, proclaim himself as God, set up an image of himself, Revelation chapter 13, um, and that is yet future. Now, there are those of the preterists that believe that all those events have taken place when the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D. That that's, Titus right,
1: that's, des- that's, that's a debate I've been in with a friend of mine who thinks that Antiochus fulfilled all that, and well
2: his name is. yeah the thing the thing about it is is Daniel's painstakingly Antiochus was the little horn of chapter eight. he's yeah. just a picture of what is yet future, so you got to really put your thinking cap on. It wasn't Titus that desecrated the temple, he destroyed the temple, yeah. so. I think there's a problem there if he desecrated the temple. No, he didn't. He went in and destroyed the temple. So there's, you know, and there's a lot of other problems with the Predator's view, you know, and um, sometimes, though, there are those of replacement theology as well, Larry, that that believe that the Antichrist spoken of is just representative of government, that it's not an actual person. Again, Daniel very painstakingly, and that's why Daniel's called the forerunner to the book of Revelation, makes it clear that it is a man that will come speaking blasphemous things and will be a world leader and will come out of this revived Roman Empire. So I think that that study is very important to consider and to go through, um, that he he is a person.
1: Very good. Thank you so much. That was quite a—I wish I could have—I was driving, I wish I could have taken notes, but thank you so much, Jeff. That helps
2: a lot. I appreciate it. You bet, Larry. Hey, any more questions, give us a call, and you have a great, great Thanksgiving, okay?
1: You you too. Thanks,
2: Jeff. Bye. Okay, God bless you. God bless you guys down in Colorado Springs. A lot of good friends down there. It's where I started ministry. I'm so grateful for you down there listening on 101.7, and Larry, drive safely. And uh, all of you have a very blessed Thanksgiving. I want to go to Betty Jane in Los Angeles. Betty Jane,
4: hi, yes, hi. How, how are, are you?
2: Good. Thank you for calling us from Los Angeles.
4: Well, I'm usually in Philadelphia, so oh, um, okay. I'm here visiting with my family, and um, you know, I, I really I'm calling for prayer uh, for my grandson who has autism and some other. Uh, problems, and I uh, thank God for this blessing that um, happened on Sunday because Dominic really wanted to come to church with me, and I've uh, established a relationship with Calvary Chapel of Golden Valley, and they have a son, <clears throat> the people who run that church, the pastor and his wife, have a son mm-hmm. who has autism, and um, okay. so there was a service at noon for people with autism,
2: family oh, yeah.
4: and... Uh, my grandson insisted on going, so that was just such a blessing that what God a, provided. That is
2: a blessing. That is a blessing.
4: Yeah, really, really wonderful. It was in Calvary Chapel magazine in uh August of twenty nineteen that they have that service. So, oh, okay. um, and I tithe uh part partially to them and to yeah. uh you know, a couple of other places and just yeah. do my you know, my requirement that way. But I really support them because you know they they love their son and the yeah. people in the community who have autism, and that's there's four out of a very small church, uh, yes. b- you know, body of Christ. So that's really it, significant.
2: Um, yeah, and it's what a blessing, what a tremendous blessing, you know, to yeah. have that. So, but we'd love to pray. This is your grandson, right?
4: Right, and so I'm visiting, and I'm 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 praying that I can visit until. December 27th, and then go home and spend time. I've called you and I've spoken with you about this gentleman that I'm dating, and um, mm-hmm. he's kind of courting me, to, to, to tell you the truth. It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, there's just a few things about him that um, concern me, especially okay. the way he speaks because uh, our speech comes from our hearts. So right. uh, I'm really hoping that... Um, We can work through that, and maybe—I mean, he's talking about wanting to become engaged and get married, and, you know, what comes from the heart is very important to me.
2: Yeah. And, you know, a couple things, real quick, a couple scripture I want to give to you, and then we're going to pray for for you and for your grandson and your visit. But, Betty Jane, one of the things that we were talking about just on Sunday— Is that Jesus said, um, you know, talked about out of a a man, out of the good treasures of his his heart, brings forth good things. Um, What comes out of your mouth shows the abundance of the heart. And I think that's a good monitor. What's going on internally is what's coming out of your mouth verbally. And that is something for you to really pray through, as, you know, as the conversation from from him comes out because it, it you know what's in his heart will come out in the words that he speaks number one number two as i say this to everyone who's dating somebody or you know take your time be wise be praying the lord will guide you and all that maybe you've done that but you know mm-hmm. especially um, um you know paul said that you know what manner of man i was in all seasons and and he talked about all seasons of ministry you know um that he was consistent in in his godly character in his ministry and i always tell the ladies make sure that you take all seasons uh to see what manner man they are because over time it will be revealed so take your time mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's just from old pastor jeff okay yeah <laughs> and um yeah. see what manner um, man, or so man you're he jeff is are right Yes yes, okay,
4: you're just big, so do you have any um- a- any you know specific verses or scripture information on what you just told me? what's in his heart is what comes out of his mouth? is that what's
2: yeah you can you can read the sermon on the mount matthew five six and seven he talks about that, and then also he talks about it in Matthew chapter twelve around right. verse thirty five and then you know, I quote it from Acts chapter 20 when Paul says, you know what manner of man I was in all seasons. Mm-hmm. And then also you can go to Ephesians chapter 5 about, um, you know, how we speak to one another. You can go through that chapter as well. And I mm-hmm. think it really speaks about how we should be, um, you know, uh, living in the light, living in love, living in wisdom as well. I think that will be helpful for you. it speaks a lot about putting things off and putting things on you know what you allow to come into your house you know all those things and and walk in wisely um and i think those those you know chapters will be a big help to you all right hey let me pray with you we're going to end here in just a minute lord i pray for betty jane i thank you that uh, she's in california her grandson they're in fellowship he's being blessed and a church, I thank you for this Calvary that is ministering to those of special needs and autism. I thank you for their efforts. I pray you bless Betty Jane and her daughter and their grandson and her visit there. And Lord, as she is being courted by this this man, that you give her wisdom and discernment as she moves forward in this relationship. Bless her and her thanksgiving in every way. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Hey.
4: God bless you. Thank you.
2: You bet. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. God bless you. We are thankful to the Lord, aren't we, for many blessings. Looking forward to talking to you next time. Have a great evening.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.